Today really is just a family day, right? It's just a family celebration day. Uh, we can cheer for baptisms. And I heard a couple of you, okay, we, we, we got to clear up some culture stuff. You ready? When we say Easter's coming, just a couple people going, woohoo. That don't cut it, right? Because Easter's coming. Yeah. And the tomb is empty. And so, so if you are here, and, and one more cheer, right? Because we're family. We're all in this together. Allergies. If I sniff my way through this, I'm with the family gathering of allergies. Uh, anybody else want to just scratch your eye out? You know, we just do that together. Um, but no, we, we, today is a special day because it is a family day. And what I mean by that is right up top, we, we read a verse that kind of defines who we are, that we are baptized into one spirit, right? And, and then it goes through and into one body, whether Jew, Gentile, right? It goes through slave or free. And now, now why is that important? Because what that verse is doing is taking away all of our differences, okay? In Jesus, the differences go away. That deserves an amen, amen. right? Because our world right now, everything about our world is driving us to divide. And what Jesus is doing is driving us to unite. And if we, the church, don't rally around this and we, the church, don't, don't collectively go, no, 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 no. In Christ, in Christ, we are being put back together. In Jesus, I can sit next to you and you can be the most different from me. And we are one and we need each other. What baptism does is baptism unites us. Baptism unites us. And we're, we're going to look at today just, just a, a real quick flyby, if you like, through Scripture. Because you ever, you ever wondered about water? You ever wondered what the significance is of water? Like, like I know where this water came from. There's a hose and a spigot out back. This is not special. It's really not special now, but, you know... If you're getting baptized at the 707, I'm sorry. Right? So, but, but here's the thing. Water, this is a moment of uniting the family. This is a moment that is, that is crucial to our faith. And, and so if you thought uh, example was over last week because Pastor Mike told you it was, uh, we still going. So Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11 and specifically, I want to just kind of pick up on this theme of water through the scriptures. In Hebrews eleven seven, it says, By faith Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear built an ark to save his family. By his faith he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that is in keeping with faith. So, so in the example series, Pastor Ron talked about Noah and that whole journey. What, what I want to grab is this, that Noah, by faith... Picked a side. Okay? By faith, Noah chose a side. What do I mean? Well, he, he could have not built an ark, and he could have been washed away with everybody else. But God told him, hey, if you want to be saved, here is how you are saved. You join my side, and you build this boat. And he builds a boat, and, and he goes through the floodwaters. When he gets through the floodwaters, the world looks completely different. When those waters recede and he steps out of the boat with his family and they step onto dry ground, the world is new. 
It's brand new. You might put it this way, that if Noah didn't build the boat and wasn't rescued by God, that he would never have stepped into new life. There's a whole lot of correlation for us that when we go through the waters of baptism, that what's actually happening, like Pastor Mike was saying, we're buried and raised to, as Romans says, new life. We're identifying with what has taken place at the cross. We're identifying that in Jesus, we step forward. In Jesus, we've been rescued. And when our feet hit the ground, we step into this new life that he has given. Everything that's old is gone. Also in Hebrews, verse 29, it says, By faith, the people passed through. Okay, so so now we've jumped stories, right? So now we've jumped way ahead, and we're talking about Moses now and, and a group of people. By faith, the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land. But when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. So, so now we jump to the story of Moses. Moses is rescuing, is, is being led by God to rescue the Israelites from the Egyptians. They now get out and they're, they're running away, so to speak, and they come up to the Red Sea. Now, this is a crucial moment because what is behind them is their old life, but what is behind them is slavery. What is ahead of them, and, and God tells them, you got to go through the Red Sea, through the water, to what? Freedom. So slavery is here, freedom is there. God parts the waters, and they walk through on dry ground, and the people pass through. But what they're doing is they are picking a side. They're choosing to say, we believe the story of God. We believe that what God is telling us is true, that slavery is here and freedom is there. We are going to go through the water, and we're going to pick our side. They come through the water, walk on the other side. They are free people because slavery is left behind them. Slavery is left behind them. Now, in between verse 29 and verse 30, there's a whole story that Hebrews doesn't pick up on. And the story goes that Moses and his whole generation didn't listen to God and step into the promised land. And so the whole generation passes away and Joshua steps up and Joshua is now going to lead the Israelites. He's going to lead them into uh, where God is calling them into the promised land. But to get there, they come up to something called the Jordan River. And when they get to the Jordan River, God tells them, hey, have the priests go first and have them take the Ark of the Covenant. And when their feet hit the water, the water you'll be able to walk through, right? So, so they go, they go first. But here's the thing, they had to pick a side. Because what's in front of them is the water. And by faith, they chose to step into the waters and what they're leaving behind, what they're leaving behind is their old life. And what they're stepping into is the promises that God has for them. And so by faith, by faith, they make a choice. They pick a side. And they step into, they step into the river and they cross over on dry ground. And when they come out the other side, they're coming up into the promised land where God had told them it flows with milk and honey. He didn't tell them about the giants, Right? But he told him, this is the land, this is the promises I have for you. They're they're ahead of you. Now now you fast forward and water carries on in the Bible. You you have John the Baptist who shows up on the scene, right? And John the Baptist is found in the New Testament right before the birth of Jesus. And John the Baptist now, he begins begins telling people, hey, you you got to get baptized. You got to get baptized. you, You need to repent and be baptized. Why? Because there is one coming. I'm preparing the way for the Savior. 
right? He's telling them the Savior is coming. God is telling you a specific story. And and, and so he begins to baptize. Now in Luke chapter 3, Luke chapter 3, In verse 21, it says, when all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And as he was praying, heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son whom I love with you. I am well pleased. So now Jesus comes to where John the Baptist is baptizing people. And Jesus comes and Jesus gets baptized by John. Now. Extremely significant that Jesus would choose to go through the waters. I mean, some may say, well, why why did Jesus do it? What what I want to kind of zero in on today is this. That what John was saying is, hey, there's a new story being told by God. And the new story is the Messiah is coming. I'm preparing the way. The Messiah is coming. Get your eyes open, right? And so what people were doing with John is they were leaving their old religion their old way of life, and they were choosing to pick a side, step into the baptism waters, and in doing so, they were identifying with what John was saying. Now, Jesus comes along, and Jesus goes, hey, 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 I'm going to get baptized. Why? So that I'm, I'm essentially casting my vote. Jesus is casting his vote, saying the story of God being told through John is true. Jesus is identifying with what's being done. He's identifying with what's being said. And in that moment, he's casting his, his chip, if you like. He's, he's picking his side to say the story of God is real and relevant and true. He goes through the waters of baptism. Now, you ever wonder where that leaves us? Why water? Like, what, what, what? I get it real simple, real simple. Jesus said it, right? In Matthew 28, Jesus says, right, if you're going to be a disciple, then, then disciples are made, right? You, you teach them all things and you teach them what? And you baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So, so if you're here, we could boil it down real simple, why water? Well, because Jesus said it. That if you're here and you go, I'm a follower of Jesus, then the next logical step is do what he said. Well, what's fascinating is that Jesus modeled it. Like Jesus isn't asking you to do something he didn't do. He's asking you to pick a side and, and, and to stake a claim, if you like, that the story of God is true. That the story that God is telling is true. What, what is that story? That, that, that we are rescued by Jesus. We are saved by Jesus. That in his death and his burial and his resurrection, which is what happens when you go under, that you're actually just picking aside and saying, I believe that story is true of me. I believe that story is true of me. And, and you under and back out. But, but I think there's far more significance connected because, because you have Jesus who said it, then you have Jesus modeled it for us, and then on top of that, The early church, everywhere you find the early church being established, people are getting baptized. It was the most logical thing that the church would do. Why? Because you were publicly 
You were staking a claim that the story of God is true. I'm picking a side and I'm telling the world it's true. And then what happens is when you come up out of the water, you're actually at that moment, you, you step out into new newness of life. And you walk forward. And what's left is everything that should be left. Now, this is a picture of what's already happened here, right? This is a picture of what's already taken place when I met Jesus. But yeah, you ever wonder what we would have done if not baptism? Like if God, God wanted, if you think of baptism this way, right? That when you, if you're in the room and you've done this, this will resonate as true. That you will never forget the moment you go under the waters. You'll never forget it. Why? Because your entire body is involved. Well, I like, think about it for a second, right? So, some people have a holy fear of water. So this is terrifying. This is like the worst thing they could do. So for them, it's a monumental thing to get in. But for others, it's not the water. It's in front of other people, right? For others, it's just the step in front of somebody. And here's what's interesting. It requires your entire body. What I believe, and this is just another way to say it, is I believe that when you get baptized, it's like a tattoo on your soul, right? It's etched inside of you in memory. I can remember being a middle schooler, and I can tell you what the church smelled like that I got baptized in. I can tell you that the door behind us creaked, right? I can tell you what the water felt like because it's burned into my memory, Right? That's what baptism does for us. It's a, it's a moment where we have picked a side. So, so for me, my life wasn't simple after that in following Jesus. I made a lot of bad choices. And, and what's interesting is, is in the midst of those bad choices, guess what always came back? Going through the water, declaring who he was, declaring who I was, declaring the story that's true. It never leaves you. It never leaves you. And, and so there's something significant then as we, as we walk through this, there's something significant. Because just like, just like in the Old Testament, when Moses has them and the Israelites are on their back, right? Or sorry, the Egyptians are on the Israelites' back and, and it's the Red Sea in front and slavery is here and freedom is there. That's our story. Galatians, Galatians chapter 5 verse 1 puts it this way. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. It's for freedom that you've been set free. Right? You're called to freedom. Now what kind of freedom specifically in this? That you are free from the law. You are free from a list of do's and don'ts because you weren't saved by those. You were saved by the grace of Jesus who showed up when you were at your worst and he was at his best. And he made a great exchange with you and gave you his best for your worst. And you are saved by grace, you're rescued by it, and you stand by it. So what happens is, when you go into the waters, what you're declaring is, I was saved by grace, and when I come up out of the water, just like the Israelites crossing the Red Sea, I'm walking into freedom that has been purchased for me. That deserves an amen or something. Come on, church. There's, a, there's another aspect to this found in Romans. Romans chapter 6, talking about freedom, right? We're stepping out of slavery into freedom. Verse 6. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with. 
that we should no longer, we should no longer be slaves to sin. Because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. We're free from sin today. And see, here's the thing, right? We're, we're human. So, so you're sitting here and you're going, this, this, this sounds all good, right? I'm, I'm free from the law and I'm free from sin, but I don't feel like it. Because I know what my last night looked like. Or I, 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 man, on the way here, you didn't see the fight we had in the car. And she still ain't talking to me and we're sitting in church. Or you haven't seen my week, John. And you can say all that stuff and you can be excited about it, but I don't feel that. Can I tell you what baptism is? Baptism is a moment when I go into the water, I go through the water. Why? Because it reminds me on days like this. It reminds me on days like this who I really am. It reminds me that sin doesn't win. It reminds me that when, when the enemy wants to come up against me and tell me how bad and worthless I am and tell me how I don't deserve, I get to look him in the face and go, you're right, I don't deserve because Jesus did it. This becomes a monumental moment. It becomes monumental to our faith. I had this thought, and, and I don't know if I'm right, but it hit me this week that I think some Christians don't step into all that God has for them because they never go through the waters of baptism. And I don't mean that God withholds from you. I don't mean any of that. I mean that Jesus said it, so we better do it. Right? So if you're in the room... And you've had a moment where, where you're like, I've never been baptized, but I've been a believer for a long time. But, but I've heard about baptism. I, I, I'm going to call you out. Because I don't think you're living everything that you can. I think you're letting yourself be susceptible to the enemy. Because this is a moment when you go through this. This is a moment when you come through the waters that you realize I'm free today. And the enemy has no hold on me because he, he, he is left in the grave. We had nine people get baptized, so I got to move fast. Another story we looked at was the Red Sea, right? That's when Joshua got there. And Joshua goes, or not the Red Sea, River Jordan. Joshua gets to the River Jordan. He's going to take him across to the other side, right? He's heading into the promised land. There's, there's promises ahead of the people. But to get to the promises, they got to go through the water, Right? And here's what's fascinating. Listen to what Peter says about us, the family, the church, right? But you are a chosen people. Okay, let's just hang there for a second. No matter how you feel today, God chooses you. He says yes to you. No matter what you feel, no matter how you feel, no matter how far you think you drifted, no matter, no matter what you think disqualifies you. When Jesus hung on that cross and spread his arms, he spread his arms for you so that you would never doubt if he loves you. He chose you. Now, now listen, it gets more betters. But you are a royal priesthood. You're royalty today. And not just any kind of royalty. You are a royal priesthood. Listen, listen. A holy nation. We're a holy people. 
Doesn't matter if you feel it or not. These are promises that were bought for you in Jesus. That you are holy today. God's special possession. Ah, do you know what that means? God's, God's proud to show you off today. You have a special possession, what do you do with it? You have a special possession, you do what with it? You show it off, you display it. You ever see somebody who just got engaged? They walk around like this. Like the whole world just needs to know, right? We're just going shopping, right? Why? Because you show it off. Why? Because it's special to you. And if you have kids, or maybe it's your dogs, what do you do? You litter Instagram and Facebook with them. And the rest of us have to look at them. Why? Because they're special to you. You are God's special possession. And see what happens. He finishes this out with, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are. Now you are. Now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. You're the people of God today. And here's what, here's what happens when you go through the waters. As you etch on your soul a reminder for all of time. I died with Jesus. I was buried with Jesus. And I rose to new life as Romans calls it. Right? I step into. I step into that new life. What is that new life? Today, you are chosen by God. You're royal. You are God's special possession today. You are covered in mercy today. That's what water does. Water is a reminder. You can't forget it. It's, it's a soul tattoo of when you picked a side, when you chose to go, today is the day I choose the story, just like Jesus did. I choose the story of God, and I am saying it is true today. Nine people, nine people forever change their lives in front of you today. So here we go. You ready? Have you picked a side? Have you picked a side? What do I mean by that? I mean, have you picked team Jesus today? Like, have you, have you come to a place in your life where you go, I can't save myself. I need to be rescued. I need Jesus to save me. That is a personal conversation between you and God. There's nothing special about it. Just God, I need you to save me. I believe that Jesus died for me. I need my worst to be buried with him. And I need to be raised to new life today because I can't do this. And if that's you today, you can do that right where you sit. But for those of you that would say, yes, I've done that, then I got another question for you. Have you picked a side? What I mean, have you picked a side? Have you gone through the waters of baptism? And if not, why not? Because we sang a song that we're no longer slaves to what? Fear. So whatever holds you in a chair this, mor this morning, this moment, whatever holds you, you need to pick a side if you haven't. And you may be like, well, John, I, I've accepted Jesus, right? Yeah, you know what Jesus said? The next thing to do, go through the water. Why? Because then you will never forget who you are. So today's your day, right? 
I know there was an announcement about you got to wait till June. That's true. You can wait till June. But Pastor Mike has offered that if you need to do this today, because if you're like me, June's too far away. I'll forget. And then it'll come around again and go, oh, yeah, I was going to do that. And so if you're here and you go, I, I need to, today's the day. I, I need to pick a side today. Then Pastor Mike has offered this afternoon, he will, he will meet with you and get you ready to be baptized tonight. Those of you on our online campus, um, you can go ahead and talk to David Zara, I know, and we got a whole team there with him. Um, you can go ahead and talk to them, and we would love to walk you through what this looks like for you today, um, to walk through the water. Have you picked a side? Have you picked a side? Because here's what happens. When you pick a side, you declare to the world, you declare to the world, this is the story I believe. For all of eternity, it's etched on you. You won't forget it. And then you get to step out into the new life that was purchased for you at the cross. And there's a tomb that's empty, which that's a, we'll talk about that in a couple of weeks. But there's a tomb that's empty that is your power to walk forward. And the same things that have held you forever don't have to hold you because you've been set free. And we step into freedom, not slavery. We step into promises. And we step in just like Noah. The ground is new. We step in new ground, new life. So God, we come before you this morning. God, thank you for loving us the way you do. Thank you that we live inside of a story that says that you loved us so much you came near. That you have not abandoned us. You have not stayed far from us. But God, you have come close. Thank you for the model you left of us of going through the water. God, today I pray over those in the room that maybe it's the first time that they, they choose Team Jesus today. God, it's the first time that they, they genuinely call out from their soul that they need rescue today. God, would you save them in these moments? God, as they cry out to you, would you step in as only you can in power and in beauty? God, would you just love them where they are right now? Would you give them the courage to tell someone before they leave? that today was their day that they called for rescue. God, for those in the room who they're a part of the family, they've, they've met you, but they've never got up and picked a side in baptism. God, I pray for them that today is the day. I pray that they would have the courage to do what they need to. I pray that whether it's in June or whether it's today, that God, they would step forward and go, I need to do that. I need to etch on my soul forever that I am his and I believe I believe in Jesus and I need to tell the world. God, would you help us as we, we, your family, walk forward into new life, both here and around the country and even across the globe through our online family. Would you, God, would you give us the courage to step into all the promises and all the new life you've given us in everything that we do? Thank you for loving us. Thank you for rescuing us. Thank you that we are no longer, we are no longer slaves. We love you and everybody said, amen.